What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Yeah, this is one of our most hotly anticipated episodes ever, Terence. I don't. I'm, I'm them. I'm very tired. Eh? I'm very tired. Why are you tired? I'm, I just wanted to be at home to enjoy my <laughs> cup of Chinese tea and my Chinese privilege and play ping pong. Yeah, and then suddenly right. practice everyone some activated us and like, <laughs> hey, we have to talk about this. And I was like, why? You know, I enjoying being the, the you know the privileged Majority. majority. Yeah, exactly. and now you are gonna put me in a room and make me the minority. And have to answer yes, questions alongside you. Yes, finally, I love it when you become minorities, yeah. <laughs> and you are minority because we have a very special guest today. Someone who's been on our podcast like a month ago. Mm. That was also one of our most popular episodes. And mm. today, we welcome back Mr. Sudhir Thomas Vadaketh. Yay! Yeah. Welcome Thanks back, for having Sudhir. Me back. Thanks for having me back. You know, I must say one thing you did, I really appreciate. Like, because you have come to our office before, I've sent you our office address. You didn't ask me, hey, what's your address? Like, I really oh, appreciate that because yeah, when people yeah, come yeah, and then yeah. a few weeks later, they're like, hey, what's your address? I'm like, dude, you just scroll up, it's there in a message. I know, I know. Yeah. Why, why don't people use the search function exactly, on WhatsApp, man? Exactly, right? Seriously. Exactly. <laughs> so thank you for or that, save man. your address. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh-huh. So the genesis of this episode, I mean, we have been talking with Sudhir about working on stuff uh, together, but this was expedited because of the events of late. La, the crisis. Which, uh, the crisis, yeah. which has involved issues between my people and the people of Terence. Singaporeans. Yeah. <laughs> We're all Singaporeans, just FYI. Our people. Yeah. Our people. Our people. Yeah. So, so like, I mean, if you aren't aware of the issues that have been happening of late, the racial tensions and all that, then you're living under a rock. But there's been so many things happen as recent as yesterday. And when we were talking with Sudhir, we were thinking, okay, now would be a great time to have a podcast dedicated to the topic of race. Mm-hmm. And a big shout out to everyone across our social platforms and Sudhir's social platforms who has graciously given us a ton of questions to go through. Uh, we will be talking about them as much as possible, more from the, the themes as opposed to the questions specifically. Mm-hmm. And we hope we cover everything. But... If the questions keep coming, who knows? We might do another podcast. Yeah. But for now, what is the biggest thing that has happened in the past day, Terence? Uh, well, uh, I mean, definitely the the whole People's Association um, reply rebuttal yeah. to to Sarah Bagarip mm. uh, and refusing to have a meeting with her anymore because of um, the what they see as a wrongful characterization of the actions mm. by Miss Sarah Bagarip and and also having other people involved in the, the supposed meeting that was going to happen. Yeah. And um, I think Sarah Bagrave herself has also issued a reply. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's the biggest thing that's happened. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, amidst other things. So so maybe like if we just ask Sudhir, what has been going on in your head the past week? Yeah. Hey, no, can we start? like There's so many incidents. <laughs> can we start with that? F- which was the first one that made you feel like, okay, I got to talk about this at some point, you know? I, I, I mean, the, the Tan Boon Lee one was a big one, mm. which was uh, a video shot by a half Indian, half Filipino guy, mm. Dave Pakash, uh, of uh, Polytechnic lecturer Tan Boon Lee haranguing Dave and his, uh, I think, half Thai, half Chinese girlfriend mm. yep, yep. For, yeah. for dating each other and, you know, mm. saying uh, silly things like, I, I think it's racist for Indians to date Chinese or something like that. So, yeah. So that really, I, you know, that I, I remember it was a Saturday evening and, and my WhatsApp suddenly got flooded with messages and mm-hmm. everybody kept forwarding me correct, that correct. video of Dave. So that 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 set one alarm off. Um, and then, yeah, thing, things kept building. There were there were positive signs as well. You know, there, there was a really funny 
um, infographic, I think, from the Today newspaper, which uh, mm. showed, you know, almost sort of a response to this idea that mm. we shouldn't have interracial dating. Very they, subtle response. Yeah, there, right? they, mm. they had this icon of a of a, you know, showing weddings and and uh, you know, it was a it was a data point for weddings, I think, or, mm. or, or COVID restrictions yeah, around correct, weddings. Correct, yeah. And 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 as the infographic icon, they used the Indian groom and a and a Chinese bride, mm. right? Yeah. To be transparent, you you are also in an interracial relationship to be very transparent yes yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am in an interracial relationship <laughs> oh, correct oh damn Drop so this hit a, hit a raw nerve is it <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. I am and uh, yeah so I, I, I think it did hit a raw nerve in, in some way because um, you know my, my my three serious girlfriends including my my wife who we, mm. we've been married for 13 years they're they're all chinese Mm. So you know, I I have in the past. I mean, nobody's called me a predator, lah, right? Mm. Okay, <laughs> nobody's. <laughs> and, and 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 thank God for that. But but because uh, I, I I'm not sure how I would have reacted when I was much younger. I think now I'm older, I'm a bit calmer. But when I was much younger, if somebody had called me, a, you know, I probably predator, would have gotten yeah. really pissed, lah. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I would have been as cool as Dave Pakash, right? Trying mm. to like slowly reason with, <laughs> reason with yeah. this yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I might have used slightly more uh, aggressive language, I think, on whoever it is. Mm. Mm. But but certainly, so you know, nobody's called me a predator, but but certainly I think there have been, you know, brushes with the the wider Chinese family and friends, lah, right? Mm. You know, I I, I, I don't really want to mention any specific incidents because, you know. Uh, but but yeah, there, 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 there certainly have been times where you're like, oh, you know, you... Mm. you the, you get a sense that they are looking at the their their daughter or their or their or their niece or their whatever or their you know and, and like oh you you brought home an Indian guy you know mm. <laughs> so yeah um, yeah yeah anyway it's a it's a I I think it's something that a lot of uh, interracial couples will go through I mean not yeah. just not just in Singapore but all over the world actually in in mm. many parts of the world yeah. yeah so so there was one incident I think that happened yeah like what you said Saturday then during the week barely a few days later there was another viral video of uh, Indian gentlemen doing prayers at home mm. and a oh, Chinese yeah. female neighbor whacking a gong. Yeah. So that went viral. Um, then there was another video of. Two, 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 just explain. I mean, the whacking of a gong, and, and it looked like she was doing it to spite the, yeah. the Indian neighbor. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's Very what I was going to say. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I didn't watch that video for a long time because I, I, I just had had enough by that point. But yeah. when I finally did, that, that last glance, yeah, yeah, that did. last glance she gives that guy, yeah. right? Oh yeah. my God, it's so bad, man. Yeah, it's almost like, don't do this again because I will be gonging you forever. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that went viral. Um, then there was another video a few days ago of another lady shouting at an Indian man. I don't mm. know if you guys saw that. Uh, she was going hysterical. I don't think that has been like uh, dissected as to what happened. Mm. But then there was the PA's, People's Association's reply to Sarah Bagrip about another incident from like three weeks back where a picture of her and her husband were used as cutouts for a Hari Raya celebration. And yeah, it just feels like I mean, to a certain extent, also, I'm like, oh, fuck. Maybe they knew we were doing this podcast. Or maybe they knew we were talking. They're like, you know what, guys? <laughs> Let's give you some shit to talk about. <laughs> right? Yeah. So so maybe, like, I know we've been going back and forth about how to this, this dissect this. So maybe now, given that they're all about race, right? Like, is I, I know you have some sort of framework about how mm. best to think about this whole issue. How maybe this is uh, filtered through the articles you have written written recently about the topic of race. So maybe you can run us through that. Like. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, race is obviously something I've I've given a lot of thought to mm. uh, over the years. I, I I I've written about it. And and I kind of stupidly in 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 2012 when I published my first book uh, floating on a Malayan breeze, I, I had a chapter there on race and religion, mm. comparing you know Malaysia and Singapore, and 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 of course you know uh, you know I think it needs to be said by any measure the the issues that they face in Malaysia are much much worse. You know the sort of institutionalized racism that you find in Malaysia is much worse than anything that you have in Singapore. But but still we have to deal with our issues in Singapore, and and I stupidly in 2012 when I published this one chapter in this one book. I thought finish la, you know that's it. Mm. <laughs> you know, I've done, you know I've, I've done all I have to do, and and you know anybody who wants to to think and talk about race, just you know just read that chapter. Those are my thoughts. Finish, but but actually, mm. um, I think not only in Singapore but all over the world, given the rise of nativism and ethnic tensions and things like this, which we've seen, I I think a lot of us have realized, and certainly me, that 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 you know it's actually a daily challenge in in multicultural societies around mm, the world. Mm. It's not something that we're ever going to just say is done and dusted. So I, I actually have have these kind of like, I guess, six six ideas or, or six quote-unquote philosophies, which I think are, are quite useful mm. in terms of thinking about race mm-hmm. in Singapore. So I'll, I'll just share them. Oh, so yeah. In case uh, people who are not uh, watching the video, right? Mm. Sudhir has uh, his papers in front of him. Yeah, he's, ready, <laughs> la, he's ready. He's <laughs> ready. Yeah. yeah. These yeah. are not just six that he just came up with in the, in, on the grab on the way here. Yeah. And, and if you're new to the podcast and, and for whatever reason have not heard of uh, Sudhir's writings and all and think, who is this guy to tell me what? We'll put it a, 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 some notes in the description about his background. Like he's been a writer for 14 years um, and and yeah, he, he his input is very appreciated. Mm. So so maybe take it away, Sudhir. What are, what are your, I, okay, your framework? Just one quick note. I, I, I would have preferred if you told your audience that I had this all wonderfully memorized in my oh. head. <laughs> 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 Yeah, he's wearing a Instead suit of telling them that I'm relying on notes. <laughs> he's wearing he's not wearing okay. a, a t-shirt that the, says best cat dad on it right now. Yeah, for the okay, video, we'll you. zoom in onto your face <laughs> so they can't see your good, good, see good. the notes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I the the first thing I want to say, the, oh, sorry, the first point is that there's no fixed definition of racism. Mm. Mm. Right? You, you know, I think especially after the the Sarah Bagrip incident, a lot of people are, is that racist? Is that not racist? You know, and and I think Singaporeans have this tendency to to want to look for the specific law and legislation where it's mm. it's clarified that this is racist or not racist. That, that there's no such thing, you know. That there's no fixed definition of racism. Mm. Racism differs from place to place, from era to era, from person to person. Mm-hmm. The three of us could be sitting in this room next week, and we might have a different interpretation of a particular incident. Okay, how bad yeah. the racism is because of what we learn in between. Yep. You know, so yep. it's. Yep. I think it's very important to to understand that when it comes to racism and the definition of racism, you know, is this racist? Is this not racist? We just have to un- we, we have to deal with the ambiguity, right? Mm. Different people will will see it differently and and in different eras. So so just mm. as a simple example, I like using is is the 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 phrases Kilinkia and mm. Grago. Right? Mm. Kilinkia and Grago were you know sort of like. People would be nonplussed in our parents' generation if, if somebody said it. Mm. That doesn't mean it was right. Uh, you know, killing clear is a is a phrase used on on Indians. Uh, you know, their the arguments about what the exact roots are. Mm. Uh, Grago is a phrase used on Eurasians, mm. most likely to refer to being shrimp fishermen uh, from Malacca. Uh, and that's th- those are examples of terms which 
probably were acceptable in our parents' generation, but today uh, racial epithets, right? No, yep, yep. No, nobody really accepts them anymore. So I think we need to like understand that racism and the definition of racism changes. And and the other thing that societies go through is the shift from racism just being direct interpersonal racism, mm-hmm. right? So th- that's the that's the base form of racism. Me calling Harish, uh, I don't know. Black Mama killing mm. Kia or something, right? Mm. Uh, or, 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 or calling uh, Terence China Babi or, or China Man. I don't know. That yeah. direct one-on-one racism, which actually a lot of Singaporeans are still in this mindset that that is the only kind of racism out there, mm. right? Mm. When I directly insult you, that mm. is racism. Everything else is not racism. But actually, as we've seen and as we know, you know, there are other forms of racism. And I think as societies progress and develop and evolve, they come to terms with other forms of racism, including mm. structural racism, mm. including institutional racism. Sometimes it's observable, sometimes it's not observable. And, you know, in Singapore, structural racism will be things like, oh, if you have language requirements for your employment, Mm-hmm. Higher Chinese speakers only, or yep. or if you find in your rental market you have discrimination against particular groups, mm-hmm. now, that, that that's uh, structural racism in in Singapore. Mm. So different countries have different forms of structural racism, institutional racism, and I think uh, these are the sorts of racisms that that we need to also understand, appreciate, and address. And again, um, this is the other sort of uniquely Singapore aspect to it. I think I think in Singapore we're so used to having technocratic fixes to things, mm. you know. We'll mm. throw a bunch of money, we'll, we'll designate a ministerial committee, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll come up with a whole bunch of acronyms and yeah. after six months, they'll come up with a report and all will be done, settle. But racism is not like that, you know. Mm. Th- there's no fixed definition. We, we just need to deal with the ambiguity and, mm. and I think that's a very important point. So you're saying racial harmony day didn't fix racism in Singapore? Racial harmony day, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, of, of, of late, my, my Facebook feed is filled with my with the children or my buddies. You know, I, I don't have kids, but all dressing up and all that. And, and they look so cute and all that, right? But mm. I, part of me is like, oh, it's, it's so superficial and, and you know, I, I don't know how deep it is at all when, 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 when they have this racial mm. harmony day. Did it, did it I, impact you or change your life, Terence? I mean, yeah, look, look at us now. You know, like, we are, <laughs> we are the symbol of racial harmony. <laughs> we became friends when I was 25 <laughs> and you were 27. Okay, yeah, yeah, for 26 yeah. years, I don't know whether you had any Indian friends at all. Have, have, have. <laughs> Definitely have. Yeah. But yeah, like we, because I do have certain questions just to about what you're saying, but maybe we get through your framework first. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so first yeah. one is there's no fixed definition of yeah. racism. Second yeah. is that it's a never-ending challenge, mm. right? Racism, racial discrimination, racial harmony, you know, we mm. need to work on this every day. Yep. Yeah. So my my sense is that it's no longer enough to just say, regardless of race, language, and religion, you know, that, mm. that that's kind of like a very reactive way of thinking about it. We we need to be proactive, mm. right? So something like, you know, despite our best efforts, racism and cultural prejudice will always be with us. You know, it's an everyday challenge, you know, mm. something that that we actively need to address. Mm. And, and, and root out of society. It's something there. Let's fight it together. Um, okay. mm. And my sense is, not just for Singapore, but for multicultural societies all over the world, this is should be part of your creed. It, it should be something that you, you tell new migrants to your society, right? Mm. Not that, oh, we're a wonderful, lovely multicultural society, but we're like, we're trying our best, yeah. but racism is out there. Yeah, let's yep. fight it together. You know, okay. mm. so it's 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 kind of a mindset shift to understanding that this is a never-ending challenge. So that's that's number two. Mm. 
Number three, I think, is that we are all capable of racism, mm. right? Every one of us. And and the other mindset shift uh, that I think is quite important, again, this is not, not necessarily my thought, but borrowed from others as well, is, you know, not to define people as racist, but to define actions as racist. Mm. So describe what a person is saying or doing in any given moment, mm. you know, and, and, and I think that's, that's a different way of conceptualizing the racism problem. Mm. So don't necessarily say that the People's Association is racist. I mean, it might be racist, I don't know, but don't, when we're, when we're trying to address an issue, just don't say the PA is racist, but, you know, what the PA did in this instance yeah. is, could be a racist action, mm. and we need to deal with that racist action. Okay. So I think mm. what, once we reconceptualize racism in that way, right, it, it kind of frees us of, of, of a lot of things, including that, that sense of person. Yeah. Um, and, and also, you know, um, there are a lot of people who, who instinctively, instinctively think, I'm not a racist. I'm not capable of racist actions, right? Mm. I've got Indian friends. I, I can't be, <laughs> you know, but, but I think yeah. once, once you see racism as an action, then, then you, you straight away think, okay, let me be on my guard because... You know, no matter how how wonderful and pure I am, I might be capable of this. Mm. So so now now let me mm. share with you guys my two own experiences of racism, Okay, mm. how mm. I was a racist. Yeah. Um. So so the first one is uh I think or or how I was you know engaged in racist behavior. I guess so. The first one is from a long time ago when I was a teenager. Mm. And. I, I used, you know, a teenager, me and my buddies, we used to play this game called Babu What Colour quite a lot. Mm. You know Babu What Colour? Have you heard yeah, of this yeah, game? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so, so whenever you see a, a Sikh guy with a turban, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you pinch your buddy next to you yeah. and and you only let go when the buddy says the colour of the of the turban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Babu yeah. What Colour. Yeah. And you know, so, so this, I, I think this is a good example for me because I would have... You know, I have so many Sikh friends. I, I I love them to death. I've always had Sikh friends. My brother-in-law is, is Sikh. My 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 nieces are half Sikh, mm. right? So so the idea that I could be capable of racism or prejudice against Sikhs, right, is yeah. just mm. out of my mind. Like not possible, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then obviously, I, it was capable. You know, I was capable of that. So when when I was a teenager, I, I remember this moment. You know, I, I remember the day I stopped doing it. Um, we had we had been out drinking and then you know as, as we used to do back then we we ended up at adam road at about mm. 1 a.m or 2 a.m at night having tate tarik and all that yeah so you know crowded lots of people uh i i, I pinched one of my friends because i saw i saw a seat <laughs> guy across across the the adam road hawker center pinch one of my friends and and you know there were people walking in front of us da, 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 he couldn't see it, it, it was you know it was tough yeah, for him yeah, to yeah. see what i was and then finally right uh finally we both looked across the hall and the seat guy, right, was staring directly at us. Mm. Oh. Right. Oh, like I felt I, I can I can picture him now. You know, this this thing happened 25 years ago. Yeah. I, I, I can picture his face right now in my mind. Yeah. Staring like almost directly into my eyes from from and it was not it was not anger, but it was a real sadness. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm. There was a real sadness in his eyes. And I, I remember that moment, you know, so so clearly, and you know, I, I stopped playing the game after that. But I mean, that, that's an example of of one of these things that you know perhaps was acceptable at some distant point in the past. Uh, perhaps mm. something that people did, and something that I myself 
despite the fact that I have so many Sikh friends, including my brother-in-law, I was capable of... Uh, l- let, me, let me tell you something much more recent and very different, but, but also, I think, interesting. Mm, mm. So, I've been writing a lot about the anti-Indian, anti-Sikha sentiment yeah. that, that we've yeah. seen in Singapore, yeah. 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 right? And in the past one year, there have been two articles I wrote. And the last one was quite recent when during the, the, the blow-up of COVID cases in India. Yeah. Mm. You know, so that, that was a bit stressful for my mom, my, my mom's side of the family. My, my mom grew up in India. So, so her side of the family, we, we still have some relatives there. Yeah. Mm. And some of them were, you know, in, in, in slightly uh, tricky waters, I guess, when it, when it came to getting access to hospital supplies and all mm. that kind of thing. Mm. And so I, so I wrote something else about, you know, uh, you know why are Singaporeans dancing on the grave of Indians and da 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 you know because Singaporeans here were like making fun of you know why didn't we close the borders earlier mm-hmm. with, uh, you know uh, Indians are bringing the Indian variant uh, yeah. uh, Indian variant of the virus over da 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 and so I wrote this long thing and and as part of this thing I, I did the same thing that I had done before I tried to like get to the roots of anti-Indian sentiment mm. right so I talked about oh there have been potential cases of employment discrimination, right? Mm. So uh, NRI is discriminating against Singaporeans in the workplace for mm. hiring and, and, and things like that. I also talked about casteism, right? So yeah. th- that's one of the other things that, that people mention when you talk about discrimination amongst Indians is that is that the newer Indian migrants have brought casteist attitudes mm. to Singapore, which is, you know, for all intents and purposes, we're, we're kind of a post-caste society, right? Yeah. Amongst mm. the Indians, you, you don't really see caste playing out that much. So I talked about the discrimination against Indian Indians. And mm. I, I, I kind of looked at the reasons. And actually, when I published my piece, I can ask some, I can ask some flag, lah, you know, because mm. people are like, you know, the way you frame this discussion is actually racist against Indians. Mm. Right? Why so? Racist because against Indians, national, Indian nationals or Indian, Indians? Indian? NRIs. In, ah, NRIs. In, mm, not right, Indian migrants. Indians. Yeah. yeah. Right? Um, because I'm, I'm framing it in a way that provides justification mm. for the anti-Sika sentiment. Mm. Okay? So, so, so people took issue with my framing of the issue uh, of this Indian issue. Uh, yeah. Right? Mm. And they... Essentially, call, saying that I was uh, enabling that sort of inflaming sentiment, uh. anti-Indian sentiment. Uh. So again, you know, for, for me, like when I, when I hear this thing, I'm like, that's ridiculous, lah. You know, my my mom's mom is Indian; mm. she lives in India. I have so many relatives in India. How yeah. how could I possibly be expressing racist sentiments towards India Indians? Yeah. But you know, again, it, it it forced me to go back and look at the way I had written things, the way I had framed things. And sure enough, you know, I, I think there were certain things that I should have caveated and framed better in my writing. Mm. Mm. So, you know, th- that's another example of how I think I'm, you know, even though I, I don't think I'm a racist against Indians, you know, a lot of my family is there, but you're, you're capable of these moments of racism. So, so this third point, anyway, I, I just, I think it's very important for us to know in order for us to deal with racism, to mm. understand that we are all capable of racism and it's important not to think of the person as racist or the organization as racist, but as the action. You know, think of the action as racist. So, so I mean, that that, that kind of assumes that you you do, in retrospect, think that your article was racist in some way. Lah. I don't. So, I, I, I've been having a back and forth with these people. Yeah. They're, they're my friends. You know, mm. I, I, I respect their opinions a lot. Yeah. I've been having a back and forth with them. I, I, we, we don't agree on everything. 
Mm. But I, I do take on board some of their critiques about the way I framed quote unquote for lack of a better you know the Indian issue mm, right mm. the way mm. I framed it yeah mm. I, I, I do agree with some of their critiques okay okay I, I I don't know whether I would you know use the word that racism, racism. Like that I was being a racist against Indians but you know your article was yeah yeah mm. okay. my, my okay. And, and, and my article could have emboldened racists I I, I, I I see that could, could have given mm. could have given racists uh, justification for mm. their anti-Sika, for mm, their anti-Indian. Okay, okay. Do you know if it was being shared in any of those forums or yes, WhatsApp groups? Yes, it was. It was. Yeah, yeah, yes, wow. yes, yes. Oh, fuck. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, see, okay. See. So, any, okay. you know, as, as, a, as, a, as a commentator and, and as a, whatever, as a speaker, as a writer, you, you, you have to be always aware, you know, hypersensitive to how what you say is being used, right? Mm. It's, it's, you know, I, I, I think it's important. Mm. Okay. okay. So okay. and 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 there's a need to constantly improve your narrative. Okay. 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 Anyway, okay. So yeah. so yeah, I I think it's it's just having that humility, and sensitivity to understand that we're all capable of racist Rac- behaviors. Yep. yep. We may not think of them as racist. Yeah. And, and but this gets to to my point number four, which is focus on outcomes. Intentions are secondary. Mm. Okay, so mm. so so if if Harish and I are, are, are telling a joke right now, mm. uh, we think Terence is not in the room, right? Mm. We're telling a joke about mm. you know Chinese guys have very small uh, noses, let's mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. right? And Indian guys have much bigger noses, mm-hmm. right? And we're trying to make fun of Chinese guys' noses. Yeah. Okay. Um, Terence may not be in the room, but but what if he overhears, right? What if he overhears? Yeah. And that might cause him to feel some kind of uh, hurt or pain or I don't know, right? Or like when you leave the room, he'll, he'll corner me and be like, dude, what the fuck were you and Sujit exactly, talking about? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Or it, it could happen in a classroom, it could happen It could happen in a, in a workplace, it could happen anywhere, yeah. la, right? Yeah. 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 So, I, I mean, telling a racist joke or a, or a joke about a racist stereotype is one thing. I mean, there, there are many ways, mm. policies, um, uh, workplace uh, protocols, things like that, that might unintentionally have dis uh, uh, exclude a particular group or something, right? And you mm. don't think about it, but it's, so that's why it's important to think about the outcomes of actions and words, okay. not not just the intentions, okay. right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's not it's not good enough to say my heart is pure. I did not mean that to be a racist. Mm word or racist behavior it's not good enough you know Mm. you need to think about how it affects the other person the other side what's the outcome of your words or your behavior or your policies Mm -hmm. there there are actually some people who say that uh, intentions are completely immaterial yes yeah all that matters is impact yeah outcome and impact is all that matters Mm. intention doesn't matter at all now Mm. i i'm not so sure that i'd go so far so so Mm. it so my view is that um, outcomes are the most important. Mm. Intentions are secondary. Okay. Mm. So, yeah. so, so I, I, I do give some premium to intentions. Okay. You okay. know that there's a difference I think between somebody who intended to make, uh, to make me feel bad through a mm. racist joke, mm. and somebody who it happened accidentally. Uh, he just had no, no, no idea. He or yeah. she had no idea. So I. Okay. Anyway, yeah. No, but You're I just gonna, wanted to, yeah. to just ask. Us, but does, does, does that sit sort of? Uh, in contradiction to the first point about the definition of racism isn't for 
I mean, it's still it's still very nebulous, lah, right? Yeah. Like yeah. for anyone to say outright, this is absolute racism. Like, okay, let's say it's not something as direct as like Chinese people small dick that kind of joke, lah, yeah. right? But it's something like um Chinese people always always come late for meeting, ah, uh, that kind of thing. But I'm already at the, at the door or something, like, You know, and I hear something like that. You know, I could take offense and then like get, be really upset about it or what, lah. Yeah. Um, and I say that's racist and all that. But you know, like someone else would say. Uh, no, you know, it's just just based on whatever my my evidence of uh, my anecdotal evidence of that I've come across in life, like You know, yeah. Chinese people maybe certain the uh, certain certain habits or what the Chinese people have or what la. So it's it's not outright an insult, but but if I take it as an insult and it's, then I say it's racism, but for your side, you I mean maybe it's not it's not something so racist la. Then then doesn't yeah. doesn't that sit like in in contradiction with like that the outcome that the person who determines the outcome can just say I think that's racist and then the person without the intention of of of, say, of saying something racist uh, I mean his his basically his secondary right? his intentions are secondary uh, I I feel that there you know there would have to be a good faith discussion between both sides mm-hmm. similar to a good faith discussion between Sarah and the PA mm-hmm. or others and the PA about whether whether it constitutes racism and why okay. it constitutes racism. Okay, okay. I, I think it's important to have that discussion. Just hearing each other out about about why yeah. this person felt okay. okay. So, I mean, at the end of the day, somebody can scream racism for everything, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, if it's a one-on-one relationship, you know, it, it might ruin that relationship for sure. Yeah. If 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 it's if it's an incident that that is broadcast to the wider world, as the Sarah and PA thing is, mm. then I think. You know who who's to ultimately define whether it was racism or not. I I think yeah. at the end of the day, it's the court of public opinion. Yeah. I I don't think there's any other that there's no governing body, right? That's true, true. Mm. Um, and the court of public opinion will ultimately decide based on the actions and the good faith, bad faith actions of of the parties involved. Mm. Which right now it seems to me because the PA has pulled out of the discussion yeah, that that's not it's not looking look. very good for them. But yeah, yeah, but but you're right. It's it's a. I mean, it's a tough to define. Right? It's tough to define. But but I think that's that's the <laughs> mm. ambiguity we have to live with. Okay. Mm, mm, mm. Um, but I think it's important to focus on outcomes because if if you only focus on intentions, then it's 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 easy get out of jail card lah. Yeah. Mm, I didn't mm. mean to hurt you, right? Yeah, mm. I, I didn't mean any racism. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the the policy was designed this way, but it, I I didn't mean it to be a racist policy. Mm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. um, and and I mean, I I can talk about specific, you know, sort of HDB quotas and things like that, which which yeah. are designed a particular way, but end up having uh, racist after effects, mm-hmm. which we will come to yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 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 definitely. So anyway, that that yeah. that's that's number four. Focus on outcomes. Intentions are secondary. I okay. think. Okay. Not that they are irrelevant, but they're secondary. Uh, number five. Uh, let's think about productive dialogue, mm-hmm. right? And, and when I say productive dialogue, I think. We need to think about how do we call out racism and how do we respond to cries of racism, mm. right? So how to call out racism? So just to go back to my example of me playing Babu Wet Color with my friends. Yeah. Imagine if somebody came up to me, right? And like, you're a bloody fucking racist. Da, 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 da. Mm. You know, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. That especially me being a testosterone-filled teenager, mm. probably wouldn't have been, I, I think at that point in time, the best way to call out my racism. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
But if that person had been, you know, what you're doing right now, so focusing on the action as opposed mm. to me, the individual, wh- mm. what you're doing right now, yeah. you know, is actually quite offensive. Kobisia yeah, is racist. That's a better way probably to to approach me. And, sure. and you know, I, I don't think this is unique to racism. It's, it's true of any interaction in the world, right? You yeah. have some empathy, you know, think about the other person and, and how, how you want to address and approach the other person mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're calling them out for anything, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, there has to be a certain level of, of decency and respect with anything. Mm. Um, and, and I think, so that's just something that I think, again, all of us should think about uh, whether we're in the real world. And, and that's why I think Dave Pakash did a fantastic job Mm. When he was talking to Tan Bun Lee, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, yeah. I, I think he he conducted himself really well. Um, um, or whether we're we're in 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 the in the world of uh, the internet. So you know, obviously, social media and the internet pe- people respond in very different ways. And and I think yeah. there's just something for us to think about. Yeah, um, yeah. How how do we move the move the conversation further? So how how do you call out racism, but mm. also the other side is true. How how do you respond to cries of racism? Mm. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. somebody screams racist. What's your response to that? You know, if you don't if you don't think it's racist, how how are you going to engage that person? And and fortunately or unfortunately, in 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 the last day or two, we've had another great example from uh, Amrin Amin, who's yeah. a who's a PAP politician, uh, no longer in parliament now because he lost the last election. But but he's a politician, and this was again in relation to the. People's Association and Sarah Bagrip mm. case where somebody on social media said, um, you may not think it's racist, but a lot of us in the community think it's racist, something like that. Yeah, mm. yeah, and, yeah. and Amrin responded saying, you know, don't be a snowflake. Yeah. So, so how do you respond to cries of racism? You know, I think that's also, we, we need to be a bit sensitive and, 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 and aware of, of the first couple of points that I mentioned that there's no mm. fixed definition of racism. Yeah. You may not think it's racist, but I might. And we need to slowly come to some level of understanding. Mm. So I think in Singapore today, this, this is particularly important. How do we have productive dialogue, bo- mm. both on the side of the people who are doing the calling out mm. of racism, but also on the side of the others, right, who may yeah. not see racism, but they want to move the conversation forward. Mm. Sure. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Taking a long time. My, my last my, my, this sixth is, and final this is point. Like attending a lecture, then after that, all the heads are going to go up. Uh, all <laughs> the heads going to go up. Yeah, that talk. Okay, okay. Sixth and final point, I think very important for Singapore is that we must discuss our history. We must discuss Lee Kuan Yew and the effects, impact of Lee Kuan Yew's racist words and policies. Right. I very intentionally say racist words and policies because... Lee Kuan Yew is a complicated man, you know, mm. that he did a lot right for this country. And I, and I don't think we should ever discount that. When you compare our our ethnic policies to our neighbor, Malaysia, you know, we're, we're much more egalitarian and multicultural than the, the very racist affirmative action program that Malaysia put in place, giving, mm. giving, mm. giving uh, privileges to Malays, over, uh, Malay Muslims over the others. So, but we still should discuss, you know, the 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 different aspects of Lee Kuan Yew's racist words and policies. You know, he, he's a complicated man. He he tried to build a race-neutral meritocracy, mm. but unfortunately, it was it's become very vulnerable. I think to Chinese majoritarianism. Mm. You know, mm. so privileges mm. for the Chinese for for a whole bunch of different reasons, and 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 
just finish up, there, there, there are two reasons. There's an intellectual and a practical reason why I always keep banging on this Lee Kuan Yew drum, mm. people who follow my writing. Uh, the intellectual reason is I, I don't think we can address issues in Singapore today unless we address what he did, unless, unless mm. we address his legacy. Mm. And the very practical reason is actually there are a lot of people in Singapore, the s- scholars, academics, civil servants, politicians, they are so scared to talk about Lee Kuan Yew, mm. right? For a whole bunch of reasons. They're mm. they compromised, you know, they somehow talking about Lee Kuan Yew will affect their career. I, I don't know what it is, but you know, he he he's he passed away six years ago, but still we're not able to have an honest conversation about him. Mm. And I think it's it's absolutely vital that we do in order to move the conversation on on race forward. Okay. Mm. All right. Done. Cool. Our base. <laughs> I'm done. Cool. All toilet break, toilet break. Yeah. <laughs> toilet break. <laughs> no, okay. But, so yeah, so we yeah. definitely have questions. Like Terrence, you you, you have uh no, I mean actually I, I thought it might be easier to talk about like even the Sarah Bagarib I mean, okay. issue. So so maybe one thing that directly arose from that, I know you mm. say the definition of racism is very nebulous and ever evolving, like right. Yeah. But the one thing that did come up uh, in the Sarah Bagrib versus the People's Association mm. issue is, um, okay, so PA's stance when they did their latest apology was that uh, this was not racist. It was more ignorance. It was cultural insensitivity. insensitivity. Mm. And that was something like what Amrin, Amin also mentioned. La. And to me, when I was reading it, I was like, okay, I do see some semblance of, of, of sense there, but I don't know how to unpack it because... You just now, you know, you're saying like the definition, of, like if someone's hurt uh, and someone feels that that was a racist act, does it automatically mean mean it's racism? Like if we distill it down to the word racism, right? To my layman brain, okay, there must be a certain element of prejudice, discrimination. It's almost like you're choosing one race over the other or stereotyping a race, lah, right? Mm. So, so how how if that is the definition in my mind, how do you weigh cultural insensitivity, insensitivity or ignorance? With racism, how do you draw? How do you connect those dots? Mm. So, I mean, some people say the only real definition of racism is the belief in the inherent superiority of one race over the other. Mm. Mm. Right? Okay. That's your pure core definition, lah. Well, that's like hardcore Nazi. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, Nazi, yeah, yeah. Nazi kind of. Yeah. yeah. So, so some some people say, but so you 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 that's one end of the spectrum. Um, and how does that express itself in society? Now, now it's very rare that that expresses itself in society in terms of hardcore words and actions. Yeah. Right? Mm, mm. I, Indian, I believe I'm super, superior to you as a Malay or I'm superior to you as a Chinese. Yeah, right? yeah. Very, very rarely in today's world expresses itself like that. Mm. It, it expresses itself in different ways, some more obvious, some more subtle. Mm. So... You, you just have to think about it, or at least that's how I think about it on on, on a spectrum. When, when when I first heard about the Sarah Bagreb PA case, mm. okay, the word racism did not pop into my mind. Mm. It wasn't an instinctive. Mm. Re- this is racist. Yeah. No, it yeah. didn't. Okay, yeah. it was. It seemed problematic to me for many reasons. But then, as I, you know, and and and, and this is this is why conversations are important. I, I I talked about it with with friends. I I I read what different people had to say on social media. Mm-hmm. I thought about the 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 sort of stereotypical scene with the with the with the palm tree and the and the thatch roof, and then the 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 fact that, that you know, for me, it's also very important the fact that 
there's a very clear political advertising element to it. Mm. Right? Okay. The mm, big yeah. face of the MP. Mm. Yeah. So you're 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 essentially uh caricaturing Malay Muslim life yeah. in, in order to sell a political message. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. You know, he, his face kind of dominates at the back of that thing. Mm. Yeah. Right? Mm. It's not it's not a pure celebration of 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 uh, idolatry or aid or, or, yeah. or anything. It's not. It's not mm. at all. Mm. Right? There's a very specific mm. political purpose. And in the process of doing that, you have essentially flattened Malay Muslim culture uh, or Muslim in general culture, depending on on, on how you look at it, um, into this 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 kind of stereotypical scene, lah, mm. right? Mm. And and mm. and you have you have flattened it by by taking a wedding photograph, yeah, uh, and using it in a in a traditional uh, hari raya scene, setting. yeah. Mm. So the when when you look at all those issues, then then you ask yourself, oh, you know, uh, why why would something like this have happened? Would it have, you know, I I know some people have said, would they would they have taken a wedding photograph of a of a Christian couple and mm. used it in a Christmas celebration? Mm. Mm. You know that, that that that's one way to think about it. Yeah. So you know, how how do we draw a line? Was your question? I I yeah. think it's it's not it's never easy to draw a line. Yeah. But but it's important for us to think through these things, lah. Why why yeah. would something like this happen? And 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 what, and does it reflect a deeper issue in society? Which, mm. given all the evidence and given everything we've seen, I I think it might, lah. It might. Mm. Now now, you know, then another debate that's happened recently is, oh, is it culturally insensitive, lah? Is it racially insensitive? Yeah. Is it mm. racism? Mm. You know, so th- th- there's a lot of fudging going on now about the exact word to use. Mm. Um, and I think one discussion, I, I I don't have the answer. One discussion is actually, are they all just different forms of racism? Mm. You know, mm. r- you know, racial insensitivity expressed over and over and over again. Mm. Does that actually just reflect some form of racism? I, I you know, that I, I don't have the answer. You know, I, mm, I, yeah. I think it's an important question to think about. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you can just say everything is, you know, I'm just being a bit insensitive. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, uh, for me, like the, the sniff test yeah, was about like, you know, if you were celebrating say Chinese New Year and then because I took wedding photos like, in a traditional Chinese costume and everything, mm. like, right? Then if someone takes my photo and then caricature, I mean, makes it into a, a standing signboard kind of thing where people can stick their head in. Um, to me, obviously, there's something wrong there because your image is being violated in a certain mm. way. Obviously, there's copyright issues. They didn't get, they didn't get paid or anything or compensated. Um, but yeah, the the race aspect of me was is is still a bit uh, fuzzy la, for me yep. to be honest. To be mm. perfectly honest, I I I mean I see it as as as, as yeah this culturally ignorant you know uh, yep. and insensitive. But uh, the lumping together race because yeah I mean the I, I don't even know the person who signed off on the the whole thing. La. I mean we talk about the PA as an organization, but at the end of the day someone signs off on it. La. And what if it turns out that the person who signed off on it was, you know, ethnically uh, Malay, Muslim or mm. something like that? Then would, does be. that change how people think about the whole thing or so? La, you know, mm. it's just he's... Like, I'm culturally ignorant about a lot of Chinese stuff. My parents were furious mm. during my wedding because I got so many things wrong that offended people that said... They were like, only if your father died, then you do this kind of you thing. You go shark or not? You go shark no, 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 no. So I've been culturally <laughs> insensitive even to my own race or so, yeah. you see. So... 
but, but, but to say that, that well, I was being racist against my own race was a, was a stretch. So, also. so I guess that is also an interesting thing, right? Can you be racist to your own race? Because... Internalized racism, is it? I think that's different. I think internalized racism is different because, I mean, yeah, there's so many facets to this, but just to build on the, the thing about... So I, I am obviously a minority and uh, to me, the two words that describe this whole PA's You're response, a minority within a minority. I'm a Cindy within... Because you're, you're, I mean, Cindy's are a minority within Indian. Yeah. Term. So I, mean, I what? So now I'm an intersectional minority. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's yeah. The you're term just a super minority. Super minority. Super minority. <laughs> <laughs> minority squared. La. I'm a yeah, minority yeah, squared. Yeah. Yeah. So, or so, square minority. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then, I mean, like, like you, right? When I saw it also, I was like, okay, the racism thing didn't stick out to me. And after yep. reading it, yep. like, I, I think the two words that I would describe PA's response is, just fucking stupid. Like, just, it, it, like, I think your latest post was about how not to respond as a politician for Amrin. Mm, I mean, mm. I think the same could be said about PA. La. Sure. As a government audit, they were fucking stupid. So, so one thing... Okay, I, can you qualify fucking stupid first? Because every yeah. time you, if you use very extreme language, I want to help you out here by asking you to qualify. Uh, don't try and be Chinese savior, okay? <laughs> no, 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 no. You just this say is, you are... Okay. How do you define I, 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 I just, fucking stupid? No, I think because if you... if if. This kind of conversation is difficult, uh, and if someone res- resorts to using very angry, okay, yeah, I will give context. Language, I will give context. You, it, it kind of shuts Fair other enough. people out. Fair yeah. So yeah, I, want, okay. I want you to Fair define enough. why you say. So why stupid. I say it's stupid is because in their latest response, they were making uh, uh their few few points were were somewhat coherent, and it was making me think about the whether or not it was really an issue that was racist or just culturally insensitive. And I thought, okay, it was at least structured in a way that was. So some grammar errors, uh, I don't know how that made it through also, but it felt like, okay, like they were sharing their opinion and I thought it was constructive. But then that one point, I think it was point number six, where they made the decision to not meet Sarah Bagrip, uh, that was what I thought totally killed off all essence of credibility yes. because that took over the conversation. La. There's one thing about yes. putting your stance and explaining your maybe objective and very rational perspective, but the, the, mm. the, the choice to call off the meeting without... It seems like if Sarah Bagrip and her husband were informed only that okay it was cancelled and not there was no discussion about that. That to me was the the part that is the asterisk like the footnote fucking stupid you know like that that is the thing because mm-hmm. like what you just said right one of the biggest things that we all need to do is have dialogue have conversations mm. and I think like most things like this the first step is to understand each other show compassion show empathy uh, and and try and okay la, move forward but for them to just pull the rug out from this whole discussion just put the lens on a totally different topic because now mm, if you look yeah. at the internet it's very polarized people yeah. are pissed off and it's almost taking away from the issue that we should be talking about is how the hell did a government body uh, like sign off on something like this la? but but it's not even part of the conversation on the internet right now la. it's it's yeah. more about like what yeah. you said is this racist is this culturally insensitive mm. um so so that's the context of why i say their their note was fucking stupid la. and and i think it's good that you forced mm. me to yeah. uh clarify that because yeah then i'll i'll be hypocritical because i'm being the same as what i see on facebook la. and but but uh yeah but but to just go back to the thing about whether it's culturally insensitive or racist i mean i also feel like okay like like what you said right if Everything can be racist. I've heard my uncles and aunts talk about stuff in a way that I'm like, okay, was the person really racist towards you? Or are you making that leap of faith? Because once you see everything that is being racist, doesn't it kind of make the the conversation a lot harder for the issues that maybe really need 
attention. Can you give an example? example. Um, so for example, let's say if there was some violent act in Singapore where a particular race was targeted out of a group of people and mm. abused. Mm. And that that is a clear sign, okay, they were singled out, there was physical violence, there was malice, and there was an intent to hurt. Mm. Um, and that to me, okay, it's clearly racist because there was a group that was um, like like uh, singled, singled out. And then if the whole, if there's no... Should there be a range of racism? Should there be level one racism, level five racism, and and some some uh, task force, you know, to uh, yeah. identify what sort of level of racism? Because to me, I do feel that if everything is seen to be racist, because you can connect the dots of anything to something, mm. and if you connect everything to racism, then feels like you make everything harder. And I don't know how to wrap my head around that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, a couple of thoughts. Uh, yes, we don't want racism and the word racism to lose its power as a word yeah we don't yeah. yeah but that also should not be an excuse not to address and identify racism and and the the thing that you just mentioned right do we only save our characterization of events as racist when they are really obvious and chalat mm. right mm, mm, a real mm. now now the problem with that is that is that there's a continuum, right? Uh, whether you're whether you're looking at um, 1930s Germany or 1960s, 70s Sri Lanka, or whether you're looking at the US mm. over the past five or six years, there's yeah. always mm. a continuum. Mm. You mm. know, the the violent incident doesn't happen in isolation. Correct. Yeah. Mm. You know, it builds, right? Uh, it builds through commentary today in today's world on social media. Uh, oh, you know that that's not really racist. You know, he's just making a joke. Mm. It builds, it builds, it emboldens. Uh, you know, uh, in in the case of Trump land, it it, it emboldens uh, white nationalists to eventually come out. You know, with with uh, with flags and with and 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 with uh, candles and with everything else with their guns. You know, screaming. Mm. Uh, what, what were they screaming at Charlottesville? Uh, Screw the Jews or or, mm. or something like that. They, they were, they were mm. shouting against the Jews. Firstly, yeah. then it culminated. You know, uh, in on on January sixth uh, last year, uh, with, with, the, with the with mm. with the assault on the Capitol. Yeah. So, you know, my my response would be that we have to monitor. Even the small things, mm. we have to monitor even the things that may not necessarily start our, our you know, turn out, turn our alarms off or, or, or whatever because uh, th th there's a slow progression, right, mm. towards mm. more violent acts. Mm. Um, so in this case, you know, the PA, uh, this is something people have said, it, it's a, it's a, I don't know what the, the word that I, or, or, or description I got on the internet, it's like 61-year-old organization that was designed or created to promote racial harmony in Singapore. Yeah. So that, that there's obviously, I think, in the context of that, a bigger responsibility for the People's Association. To be to, the bigger to, person. Uh, kind to of. be the bigger person, to to have the proper procedures and processes in place. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, if an organization even like that is capable of such an elementary mistake, right? Yeah. What is it reflective of, lah, in the organization? Mm. You know, okay, we don't use the word racist, so so let's use a, some other word. Is it is it lack of representation? Is it is it lack of sensitivity? It's, mm. but but you know, whatever word we finally decide on, and mm, yeah. and 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 I think it sounds like the three of us in this room are, are still 
not totally comfortable with using the word racist, fine, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Whatever mm-hmm. word we finally de- uh, decide on, it's we're, we're somewhere in that zone, lah. Correct, correct. Yeah. We're somewhere yeah. in that zone, you know. Yeah. And, and, and at some point, it becomes semantics, right? Yeah. For me, it becomes semantics, lah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to use the word racist. I only want to say they were racially insensitive. You know, mm-hmm. at some mm-hmm. it, there is an issue here, and we need to address the issue. So, right. so are you saying that because and, and, of the, sorry, what, what, and, yeah. and one last thing, which, which I think. At the end of the day, right, we don't have to agree, lah. You know, mm-hmm. Amrin Amin and the PA and the three of us, we don't have to agree that this qualifies as racism. Mm-hmm. But we need to have the discussion. You know, mm-hmm. we 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 need to hear from the people who do think it's racist. We need yeah. to understand these things, mm-hmm. not not shut it off, um, mm-hmm. and 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 not and not say that Singapore needs the easy answer. I I need to know if this is racist. Or non-racist, mm, mm, and then I can go on with my merry life. No, no, that, 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 that's not the mindset. Because we are trained on multiple choice questions, <laughs> yeah, bro. Know, exactly, we cannot do open ended. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I, I think actually that that's one of the hardest things with 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 you know the race issue is that is that we just have to learn to live with this with this complication and ambiguity, la, so, Which which we are not mm. used to as you as you as you rightly just said mm, mm, so so are you saying that you know just now you were saying that it's important that we focus on the actions as being racist as opposed to the person or uh, or the the person committing the act right mm. but but do you think that like what you said you know pa given that their goal or they were set up to foster better relations among citizens in this case um, the label of them being classified as racist because you see that also being thrown around, right? The whole of mm. PA is racist. Not by Sarah, I don't think. And Not I, by Sarah. I think by they, the she, internet. Yeah, by the internet. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, the... the, the I certainly is, can't defend everything that's said on the internet. <laughs> no, no, so. But, but, that's, but a, that's a very real thing, right? Because ultimately, as much as there might be all this comment on, on the internet, which, yeah, it's it's ridiculous and you don't agree with, it's still, to me, the sign that the sentiment is there. Yes, right. mm-hmm. yes. And if people are agreeing yes. means that the sentiment is there. Sure. And and if they are set off down this path, um, that to me is worrying. And and that to me is is like the, the problem of these issues of late. Like it's is really about the act itself and everything around it, aside from the things that need to be talked about. So in this case, I know PA, I've seen multiple comments where they're talking about PA as being racist and culturally in uh insensitive as a whole. So mm. so so that that so that 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 not to say that there's a solution or something, but how how do you ever think there would be a time where people can dissociate actions from the people who commit them? It's quite difficult. Mm. Yeah, I I I don't think it's easy. You know, so that I I, I know it was one of my little mm. mantras or philosophies, but I I don't think it's, it's easy. Tougher. But we yeah. should. Yeah. I don't think it's easy. We, it, we should. We should. Right. I don't think yeah. it's easy because. Yeah, it, I, I think it's very natural to to look at an action and say, oh, if that action was racist, it must have been mm. committed by a person or organization that is racist. Mm. Yeah. But I, I think it, you know, it's very clear to me that they are, it, it's not, certainly not, it's, it's not always the case. Mm. You know, it's, it's certainly not always the case. I mean, just now, like what you said about your example, you wrote yeah. an article that was seen by some people to be a racist article, and I mm. say it in air quotes. But yeah. if they, if they ascribed or identified you as being racist, that's not being fair to you, lah, right? I think that wouldn't be fair, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But the yeah. fact is, if it was being shared in those groups that shared that anti-Indian sentiment, they yeah. might see you, they might have posters of you in their room. Uh. 
<laughs> they might, they might, they might. Exactly, they might. Yeah, yeah. you know, I finally given them the yeah, the, the, the ballast they need to hunt them Indians. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they might, they might. <laughs> yeah, it's just a question. Uh, just a question. Because yeah. the I think one of the points that the PA raised as well is that uh, they don't think that the conversation should be like opened up for Sarah to invite suggestions from other people about how to do their job better and all that. Lah. Um, what do you think of that? Lah? Do you all, you all think that that's I will valid? Echo, I, I will echo uh, Harish's that's fucking stupid <laughs> from just now. <laughs> because, you know, th- this is again, I think, a very traditional, technocratic way of like trying to limit the conversation. Mm, you mm. know, uh, what what's wrong with... with with Sarah wanting to hear opinions from others about yeah. how this might have affected them yeah. or, or how they might Correct. interpret this incident. What's wrong? Yeah. That, that, that's the whole point of having an open dialogue. Yeah. Mm. Uh, because n- n- no individual, not, not any one of us has all the answers. Like, you know, I, I, I yeah. think that's the whole thing about having some humility about our understanding about racism, yeah. which, which, you know, the PA's response makes it think to me that it doesn't have that humility, that, yeah. that it actually just wants to unilaterally decide. Yeah. So so yeah. The, the, the thing that stuck out to me was that a lot of people say this is PR disaster or that. Mm. To me, it's actually like uh, a service recovery disaster. Anyone who worked in has worked in retail or F&B will say, you know, a lot of times when you're at a restaurant, something fucks up or the food's not good and all that, right? Well, and then the customer complains or you know, he wants to refund everything. And a lot of times you, I mean, there's only that much you can do to to make him feel better, lah, right? But half the time, actually, it's just about letting the person just rant and mm. get it out of the system. And then after that, you know, okay, you know, I understand your pain, but we also have these issues. And so here's what we try and do to, to you know, service recovery. Lah. And at the end of the day, after the person rants and all that, they'll be generally be okay, lah, you know? But if you imagine if at a restaurant you complain of food and then the chef's like, no, I'm not talking to you anymore. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? You yeah, know? Yeah, because yeah. I saw you talk to your husband yeah. and his thoughts yeah. on what he thought about yeah. the pasta. I don't care about what he yeah. ate. I only care about yeah. your plate. <laughs> you know? Your yeah. husband's a flaming liberal and he corrupted your thoughts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, like, it's like, if you if something screwed up, just listen to the thing, you know, let them rant for two hours, three hours. After that, write a bad review, whatever. Then after that, you know, you find a, a compromise on middle ground. Lah. So to me, it's almost like Customer service 101. Uh. I mean, I was actually surprised that they posted this because I know this is one of the things that Sarah Bagrip called for in her post when the incident did happen, saying she wants to kind of know the steps to take and all that. And when I watched the one-hour interview she had with the... Um, what's the guy's name? Walid. Wow, Walid uh, on, on IG Live. She, that was the first time I think she disclosed publicly that she was going to be meeting them on 10th June. Um, so... So when they posted this, to me, it's like, why Why did they have to post this? Because they didn't really commit to sharing an apology online. Um, and and it just made me wonder, like, okay, so so for you, you've been writing about the sociopolitical scene in Singapore for a few years now. Um, when you see this sort of behavior or response from a government organization, do, how, 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 like, what could have led to this? Is it... Is it, I, you know, we've always heard this, heard this rhetoric that the government is disconnected from what's happening on the ground and all. Are they discon- dis- disconnected to know that even in a week where racial tensions were already like oozing, like uh, overflowing, to post something like this, it just boggles my mind how this could have happened. Yeah, I, I think there are a few things that, that might be going on. 
I, I don't mm. know for sure, but there are a few yeah. things that might be going on. One is... So this is speculation. Right? Speculation. Yeah. Pure speculation. Yeah. Okay. Speculation. Yeah. Based on, yeah, I mean, just my experience with mm. reading of the Singapore landscape. That I think there could be people who think this is the best way to calm things down, right? Mm. And if we allow Sarah this platform mm. where she might, who knows what she's going to say, who knows what views she's going to bring in, mm-hmm. that might actually inflame the situation worse. So, so I think there could be people with good intentions mm. thinking that we need to we need to kill this, this discussion now. We've given her the apology. Mm-hmm. Let's not let's not go down this road of racial interrogation. Okay? Mm. Mm. So I, I think there could be good intentions there and in trying to do that. There there also could be, and again speculation, there, there also could be an and, and and you see this sentiment coming from the Lianhe Cao Pao. I'm, I'm sure I'm pronouncing that Lianhe wrongly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was culturally insensitive. That was so flip culturally table, insensitive. Flip table, flip table. As the husband, as the husband of a Chinese lady, yeah. I'm very embarrassed that I can't pronounce Lianhe Cao Pao. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, you saw what they wrote yeah, as well yeah, yeah. about the critical race theory and all that. Yeah. Right, so right? so uh, essentially, they 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 you know they they whacked. Um, Actually, I have the I have the exact thing because I, I think it's important yeah. to get this right. To reference, uh, we we did talk about this in the uh, oh, previous podcast. The last podcast, yeah, yeah, about oh, okay. the letter between the Fine. scholars that you did. Okay, then I, I won't bother going over it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. 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 But I mean, just so to so sort, so, yeah. so I think there's a similar sentiment. That sorry, my reading of it is that there could be a similar sentiment mm-hmm. in the in the PA's response that you know. Uh, we we don't want to allow these crazy flaming liberals and Western ideologies to mm. infect our society. Mm. I, there, there there could be a bit of that. I don't know. Mm. I'm speculating. Mm. Um, yeah, that, that that'll be my response to why why something like this might happen. Why why they might take that position? Could it yeah. could it be because there's a? I mean, Sarah Bagrip she runs a platform that is a you know a, a, I think it's about female empowerment. Mm. Uh, as well, so I mean, I, I I had a look through it. This it does have a lot of more liberal, you know, ideas about uh, you know, uh, whatever it is, as you know, harassment and workplace and all these things as well. So, do you think that they it's because they saw that oh we're up against a very formidable, uh, you know, opponent who is very articulate, very you know can speak well and everything mm-hmm. as well, and they're afraid that there's there's fear that you know. I mean, you saw what happened when Jade Rasif went up against MOM. La. Could be, could be. <laughs> MOM basically goes like, uh, 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 sorry, we fucked up. You know, that's basically what happened. La. Yeah. So, Sarah Bagrip also is quite formidable interesting. in that way. La. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think about that, but it's interesting. It could be. It could yeah. be. They basically said to the PA, la, let's not be MOM. Okay? Don't be. You know, MOM is <laughs> a lot of jokes among yeah. all the ministries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apologize now, to influencer. Yeah, now their name is on the last of the CC list, uh, MOM, right? Yeah. Because uh, they had a meeting with Jade. They, I mean, they had dialogue yeah. with Jade Rasif and then Jade was like recorded everything, posted everything here and there. Mm. You know? So so then, like, um, so, okay, so this cycle of like a minority vocalizing some sort of incident or some sort of sentiment and then the authorities kind of sh- shutting them down and the whole of the internet getting divided has been happening yes. over and over and over again. Yes. I think the first time... It's become like a joke actually, yeah. Yeah, the first time it dawned upon me, like, oh shit, Singapore is that divided. Even 
the internet is divided was during the Shrey Bhagavra incident, I think in 2016, uh, I believe. And it kind of boggled my mind because I always thought, okay, you know, the older generation, they're not on the internet. Anyone on the internet is, you know, young, progressive, you know, once a united Singapore. But during that week when Singapore really was divided into two, I was like, oh, fuck. But then you see that same thing happening again with the Pretty Please incident, with the Raisha Khan incident, with every incident tied to race. Like. So, so I mean, I know you laid out the framework of, okay, we need to call for active dialogue, we need to do this. But, but like, what, how, how, do you, do you feel a sense of fatigue or not? Given that you write about this stuff. Do you yes. feel yourself starting to get more apathetic about this? Do you feel yourself kind of thinking, oh, fuck, let's just move on with this shit? Because I'm feeling it. Move on with this shit, meaning what? Just, okay, this will happen, like, like, just, just, it's another incident, you know, we can do all we can. The government or the authorities or the establishment will make this mistake again. Is no point. Let's just focus on our life and all that. Because I feel it. And I mean, even for this, right, I'm so glad we're having this podcast because I, I felt, should I be saying something? You know, we have a platform. Should I not be saying something? Yeah. Am I being a bad person for not saying something because I'm a minority with a platform? Because now it almost feels like that. If you have a platform, you have to talk about it. If you do this, you have to talk about it. If you don't, you are complicit in the act because you are silent. Being silent is wrong. <laughs> and then yeah. I'm like, <gasps> well, what to do? What to do? So yeah. when we're doing this podcast, okay, at least at least I can let out some so stuff. So flood right? the internet with more mindless content. <laughs> <laughs> but but like so how 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 um, do you grapple with that that fatigue or apathy that's is setting in for me and from what I surmise from reading the internet, it's happening to people as well. Um, I mean, you've you, you've touched every, everything you said resonated with me a lot. Mm. Okay, so it uh, I I felt that fatigue many times in the past. Mm. I I think I'm I'm what I'm 43 now. I think it's only the last four to five years that I've emotionally managed to like get over that fatigue. Mm. Mm. So now I I know lah. You know I I know myself. Okay, I see a video. All my friends are forwarding this video of Dave Pakash. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to watch it at night because I, I don't want to get overly emotional before I sleep. Mm. I'll sleep. Mm. Next morning, I'll watch it. I'll think about it. Mm. Same with the same with the video of the of the, the gong. The gong. Mm. You know, the gong. The gong. I like, I'll, I'll, I'll put it off till I'm, I'm in the right frame of mind. I'll watch it. Mm. Okay. Uh, so, you know, it's taken me a while to get that sort of uh, as a writer who, who obviously at the end of the day, I, I will feel that exact responsibility that yeah. you just mentioned. Mm. Now, whether it's my ego talking or whether it's actually people wanting to hear from me, I, I'm, I'm still not sure. Maybe, maybe mm. I'll never know. It might always be my ego talking, but I, I do feel that responsibility. But but I've, I've only recently gone into that stage where I can deal with that emotional cycle. Okay, let me, let me look at the next piece of rubbish that's happened in Singapore. Mm. Let me think about what I should say, how I should say it. Mm. Uh, but no, it, it's 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 not easy. It's not easy. But mm. you know, and 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 I think that's why, that's also why. To be fair to to everybody in 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 Singapore who looks at this issue, you know, I think that's why we we often pine for the easy answer, lah. Mm, mm, mm. We want the easy answer so that we can yeah. move on. Yeah. You know, but unfortunately, there's often no easy answer. Mm. Mm. That is true. So so then maybe like like for. For Terence, right? You know your your, like how 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 does your like extended, uh, 
I, I no. What am I trying to say? Yeah. Like okay, so so you've heard two Indian people talk a lot, mm. right? Mm. But are your perspectives like? Do you have any any perspectives from from you know uh what seeing this as the majority race? Um, not ascribing any sort of sentiment or or, or racism or anything, but just from mm. a majority race, maybe I don't know your extended family, your friends. Yeah. Anything different or anything? No, I think I, I think it's very important to look at how you react to each of these uh, in isolation. I think we talked about that. You know that woman was filming people and talking on the train and everything. Yeah. Yeah. My first instinct was, oh, she's she's probably crazy, mm. And and I mean she she probably is, but. Uh, I think definitely one thing I left out there was that probably the, I mean there's one group or there's a very specific group that was much more hurt by her her videos than than the majority group obviously mm. um, so just dismissing it as you know she's crazy maybe it's just almost almost a, a bit insensitive like, in some ways I, I look back and see that and then when that Tan Boon Lee thing happened um, my first instinct was like yeah, this guy's outright racist. You know, let's just do something about him, like, as in, you know, hate speech or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Use the law on him to its fullest extent. So even on our podcast, we talked about it, like, mm, where where I wasn't, like, even that keen to even talk about talk it. Because to me, it, yeah. it was like, it's a very clear cut case of racism. It's easy to 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 see. And this guy is nobody, right? he doesn't influence anyone. Then two days later, turns out he's a polytechnic lecturer. <laughs> Like, oh, I has literally fuck. done that in class. So some people on our Reddit have even called me out on that. And and to me, like, I had no idea he was a lecturer. So he influences people a lot more directly than like you know an influencer. And you saw the post from his Muslim, one of the Muslim yeah. students in his class. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Pretty so, crazy, man. Yeah. So I think after that, then I was like, oh my god, this is um, yeah, I mean, uh, in some ways, because we we have a platform where we talk and people do. Try, you know, they, they they do hear a lot of the news through us as opposed to through mainstream media as well. And I think uh, it is important that as a majority to also acknowledge that, like, you know, it's about outcome and outcomes rather than intentions or so, right? Mm. If some someone is telling you, someone in your family is telling you, I'm feeling very bad about something, uh, something that happened, you know, you wouldn't just like, oh, whatever, right? Uh, I, I don't care, you know, because it's your family, right? You would, yeah. Try to figure out what's wrong. You won't just say, ah, try and get over your depression, get over your depression. That's nothing. So in the same way as a country also, I think uh, we need to examine it like that. Mm. Uh, where if one group is not feeling good about it, uh, good about something, you need to, I mean, even though you're a majority, like as COVID has, has shown everyone, you need to take care of every sector of society. You know, you can't just like only take care of the elites only and then you'll be safe from every disease and everything that happens. Yeah. Even the most vulnerable, the most, like like the dorms and everything, them being sick is not only a bad reflection of Singapore, but it also, the whole Singapore also um, uh, will become compromised right, as a whole, right? Mm. So so you got to think of as a whole, especially after COVID, this is how, this is just the reality of life. Like we all affect each other and and, and, and we, we in certain ways or another, our paths will, you know, in the, bigger picture are all aligned. Uh. Mm. Uh, so, you know, that's my, been my thoughts these past few days. I'm also quite like, oh shit, about the whole thing. I'm like quite um, jaded, quite tired about it. But I also realized that it's a discussion that needs to be had. Mm. Yeah. When, when I mean, when in your growing up or you 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 lived and studied in the States, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, yeah, yeah. when, when did you move back? Uh, 2009 yeah so when when in your like last 10 15 years or whatever did you start to think harder about 
racial problems in Singapore that, would, that yeah. might have been swept under the carpet or that might have been bubbling or uh, I, I I think uh, I think that that period with the Shrey Bhagava uh. thing that that really crystallized it for me that yeah like he said like young people in Singapore don't necessarily have the same views about you know we're not all liberal or not all you know um, conservative or anything so so the, around that time was like when when I really felt it and and the, I think that's also when I started to you know like you know have a bit of an awakening and read a lot more about both sides of things uh, and try to come up with to your own decision uh, and view about about things uh. but I have been subject to to racism as a minority in the US before okay like uh, I mean the the from the small small things to of being called Jackie Chan, you know, by random people in public, or just like if I'm like trying to divide up a loaf of bread, yeah, then my friends will be, like, hey, Darren, don't chop, don't, don't chop that, don't chop that, man, and that kind of shit, lah, yeah. <laughs> to to literally being, uh, I mean, to being punched while walking in a like a predominantly uh, low income black neighborhood in West ah, Philadelphia, really, yeah, yeah. But but I I I also look back and I say, is that was that really an act of racism, or was it because I was, a, you know, a rich kid from the university uh, next door and everything, you see? Yeah. So that's why I always like, I don't want to jump at everything and say it's racist, racist, because it's, it's very easy for me to run to the, that day to like run to the, to, to university and say I was subject to a racist attack and things like that, you know? Um, yeah. But, but you need to examine like the context of what, what I was doing and where I was and who I was and what I represented, you know, to a group of, Low-income uh, kids living in West Philadelphia, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did that did that shape your perspective about being a minority? It it, it uh, yeah yeah of course it did of course mm, it did. Mm, mm. But the the shocking thing was when I came back to Singapore and I, I on certain points I did write about these incidents mm. on Facebook. Suddenly people I I get this messages shot like finally. A Chinese majority person understands what it's like to be a minority. <laughs> no, I think there was even one more, a little more incisive, right? Because I think you were commenting about something, and yeah. I remember this because you told me about it. I went to check, and someone said you have no right. Yeah. But just because you had that one experience yeah. as a minority doesn't give you a right to come back and talk about minority issues. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like that, yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, we, which kind of like brings me to a, a next question is like, like a. Uh, so okay, you you are a content creator. You put out a lot of content. You deal with a lot of incoming feedback, lah. Yeah. Some constructive, some not so constructive. Do you feel that sometimes I, I don't I don't like the phrase content creator. I mean, not <laughs> not, not not as much as I hate right the phrase on, anti-establishment, right. but but carry on. So if I call you welcome anti-establishment content creator, you'd be yeah. like, yo, fuck this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, Christmas you said Christmas card you said him anti-establishment. Bro, bro, okay, creator. let's let's be objective, okay, 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 okay. You are a content creator, okay, fine, fine, okay. I, I, it's the phrase people use You're today, but fine. Can you're an influencer, influencer, dude. Influencer. You're an influencer. Oh my god. <laughs> you're an influencer. Just call me, just call me a beard, your, just call me a bearded Indian. One of your recent articles got like hundred thousand views, right? How is that not influencer, bro? <laughs> yeah. No. So so looking at all that feedback, do you do you feel like okay, you know, people are okay. The term too woke. And I'm not saying this because I agree that, oh, you know, people are too woke. I will say that sometimes I feel that, yo, it's almost like you can't win. You know, anything you say, even if it, it is just trying to ask a question, um, you you can't do it on certain platforms. Like. And I say this just looking at the conversations we have had with our fans and listeners over the years, which has been over YouTube, over Facebook, over IG, and right now over Reddit. Like. Yep. And some things that our listeners say on Reddit, which I really appreciate, 
which might be calling me out on stuff, stupid stuff I've said, if they were to say it on Facebook, right, they will get chastised. They will get flamed. Just because it feels like there's this army of people ready to latch on to, to things um, and, and just put labels or take it to extremes and almost be either too far right or too far left. Do you feel that over the years, like like the comments you've been getting more and more extreme, more and more like nitpicky or more and more like, what are you guys talking about? I think, I mean, in short, yes. In mm. short, yes. I I think certainly when it comes to, and you feel it more with, with discussions around race yeah, yeah. and racial issues that, mm. but, but it's related mostly, I think, to this, idea that the discourse here is mimicking the discourse in the US mm. and it, and is mimicking the the worst excesses of the discourse in the US mm. right so there's yeah. a fear that oh you guys are blindly importing critical race theory or your or your mm. or your blind blindly importing notions of cultural appropriation which you know cultural appropriation for me is is a, largely a very silly concept mm. right mm. you know and and, okay. and and I don't I don't see many people here blindly appropriating the concept of cultural appropriation into Singapore. Mm. But I think that that's where you get that that negativity when when there's a fear uh, among some of the more conservative people in Singapore mm. that there's this blind importation of the excesses of the of the western left or, or the western liberals, yeah. right? And then there's a reaction to that and then there's a reaction to the reaction and th and then it gets very ugly. Um that that's it's usually in that context that mm. I that I see what what you just described and mm. and is it getting worse? I I think it's been quite bad for for four or five years lah. You know I I think mm. with the with the rise of Trump it 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 it, it kind of coincided with the rise of Trump in a way. Yeah. Because it it coincided with the with the you know divis divisiveness that you saw in the U.S. as well mm. Mm. between the bright buds of the world and 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 you know the the media on the left, right? Yeah. Uh, which I think it, it, we mimicked it in some way. La. And yeah, I mean, the whole world mimics conversations that come out of the US to, to some degree. Mm. So, uh, yeah. But I, I, again, I think it's just part, of, it's, again, it's just part of life. I, I, I'm sure, you know, the next time I talk about race, there's going to be some clown who like, you know, you're a crazy woke guy, you know, stop talking about race. I'm, I'm going to get one of these comments. La. You know, I, I've just I've just gotten used to it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just whatever. La. Yeah. But but so so speaking of uh, critical race theory, la, right? I noticed you didn't sign, you weren't one of the people who signed off on that, that no. letter. La. Was that was that a conscious decision not to sign off or anything? Because when I mean, when, when we first heard about yeah, it, the first thing I was like, hey, where's Sudir? Sudir. 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 Don't have? Huh? <laughs> no, I... I, I, I you see, I'm I'm just a humble content creator, right? So I, I'm I'm not usually no, no, I'm, I'm being serious. I'm not usually included in these uh, discussions uh, between academics and scholars. Really, there, I thought, there uh, might be other content yeah. creators who they invite, but they don't uh, invite me. Oh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. No, in fact, there was a form that you could have applied. Yeah. Oh, I didn't like, know. I didn't know. Oh, I mean, nobody told me not. about it. Nobody. Uh, I, I was just, yeah. So no. Oh, because yeah, I mean, yeah. there were like masters students, like, they, You know. They were still students. They weren't really like professors or anything. Yeah, Most yeah, yeah. Also signed off on it, lah. Yeah. So, so I did, I did assume that a hey, studio must be in there. Somewhere. I, I, I do feel a bit sad sometimes, but you know, you can't, <laughs> can't be included in everything, lah. I mean, next time, next I, time I know we many sign of up the people you. who signed next it. Next time yeah, we yeah, sign yeah. up for you, lah. We sign up for you. <laughs> no, okay. So, so one thing that you did mention in in your in your points about like okay, um, 
like how, how to the racism is never ending challenge you brought up the thing about racial harmony uh quite a few of the questions we got were mm. around the thing of like okay you know there are things like CMIO right there's things mm. like SEP schools there's things like things that feel like okay it's affirmative action but could this be almost harming or making it more difficult to see everyone as Singaporeans if right from the start right you have these different segmentations is it time we do away with it is it more productive or destructive? Is are there alternative forms that we can put in place, la? Yeah, yeah. So, so what what are what are your thoughts on that? La? He just flipped the page. Yeah, he just flipped <laughs> the page. Hey, he already said he must come from oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, he flipped the page it's, in his mind. No, no, really in my mind, in my mind. mind. <laughs> waiting for you to ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, okay, okay. No, no, but, but, but no, so, I'm really interested here. So, so CMIO, I have a lot of thoughts, la. Okay, okay, mm. and um. I don't want to get too technical. Uh, I, I, I actually gave a talk on top-down versus bottom-up models of identity. Alright everybody, thank you so much for listening up to this point. If you want to find out what Sudhir's response is to my question, head on over to part 2 of our conversation in Yalabad episode 173. Alright, and if you want to see the other conversations around this topic of race, you can also head on over to our subreddit. Link is in the show notes. And yeah, talk to y'all soon.